Welcome to the Get and Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. In the hero's story, there is something like the Shire, as in the story of the hobbits, a safe place that we all feel comfortable in. Then there is also the adventure, or the search for the ring's most appropriate place. Or one might say, it's just the rest of the story. The hero is summoned to the adventure, like Dorothy is to the Land of Oz, or more audaciously, like Arthur is to the Great Crusades. But when the true hero's story is told, the real hero accepts the great challenge of a most glorious adventure, defeats the fiercest enemy, and expands the kingdom of the hero from almost ultimate defeat. And the hero succeeds by something beyond his grasp where only his reach is able to pluck him from defeat into victory. And history records his deeds. The true hero, as St. Ignatius of Loyola stated, has only the desire for what better leads him to the purpose for which God created him, to praise and serve him in this life, and so to enter the joy of eternal life. Therefore, if we choose as our purpose something, anything, over Jesus, then we will be lost on our adventure. Like a crusade without a sword or an enemy undefined, we will be like a ship set adrift, ever unable to find its true north. There must be something that stirs within us or prods us to move off our center of gravity and set us in motion, like a Gandalf or a burning bush. But maybe ours is something that is entirely less dramatic, that alerts our attention and is not in our sight at the present moment, or calling our name aloud. Maybe ours is just a nudge, we feel, or a whisper in the silence. Father Jones suggests we have a tendency to move from our nudge in two ways, as either He-Man or Grace-Man in this story. He-Man is independent, hates weakness, has phrases like pain is just weakness leaving the body, but he's a guy who is always under pressure because the get-her-done mentality is strenuous. However, he tends to fold under pressure because his facade of strength is like a condom, a barrier to true life-producing strength. Believing in himself and following the maxim, prayer is not the time to seek God's help before we attempt to get the job done ourselves. His adventures only go places that have mirrors, so he can watch himself do one more painful rep. Grace Man, on the other hand, approaches every life challenge with a real-life can-do spirit. It's the spirit that says, I, as in me, myself, and I, I am not capable of doing anything that resembles construction, completion, or fulfillment, but I'm connected very personally to someone who can literally accomplish anything. He will use me in any way possible or choose to use others in union with me to get the job done. However, this is the key point here. I will ask him anything, but he will decide if the project is worthwhile. And whatever he decides, I'm personally going with his decision. That will be the strength I bring to the adventure. It's easy for a generation to identify with Batman, Superman, Iron Man, and the Hulk, which are great icons of the superhero mythology. And we relish their exploits in getting lost in their adventures. But Grace Man lives in reality, a real world with real challenges. Like Joshua, Elijah, Elisha, and David with his mighty men who are true-to-life superheroes and their exploits far exceed the former because of truth. Who is the Moses in your life that passed the tribe on to you? 
Who called you out to lead? Whom did you desire to take leadership from, if only for a double portion? And what king did you inherit your kingdom from? Are you now or are you becoming the hero in your child's life? Is your child 4 or 44? It doesn't matter. Are your children locked into the faith, the church, their baptism? When this whole life escapade comes to a screeching halt, you're going to want to walk into heaven with the people you brought into this world. What are you doing about this? Have you made the story of the burning bush real to them? Have you invited them on this adventure yet? In the Gospel of Luke, it says, after Jesus was crucified, he appeared in the upper room after the doors were locked to his apostles. They stood up. They touched his hands. They felt his side. He was both of skin and bones. And after greeting his friends, he said, Hey, you got something to eat? And they gave him some fish, and he ate. I mean, this is radical. And in 2,100 years of history, no one has been able to disprove this. We believe in life everlasting because Jesus rose from the dead. Have you told your kids this story yet? On his knees in the most crucial hour, knowing the savage and brutal events that awaited him, Jesus prayed and looked to the Father and asked him explicitly, Not my will, but thine. The humiliation, the beatings, the scourgings, the blood that awaited, these were the unimportant things. Becoming the hero was always going to be the story. But do not let this be missed. It was the reach of Christ to the Father in prayer that is foretelling. Nothing is going to change in life. You will never become the hero if you don't set aside the unimportant things and employ the reach of prayer. Thy will be done. Thomas A. Kempis wrote, A man's reach should exceed his grasp, or what's a heaven for? Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. I hope you'll come see us at www.gritquest.com. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart Podcasts. Blessings to you all as you become the hero. Dominus Obiscum.